Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. This is Tommy D, sports director at the Tennessean, and you are... Adam Sparks, Vanderbilt beat reporter with the Tennessean. And we're not just breaking down the doors on this edition of Breaking Down the Doors. We're breaking down the entire SEC. We're going to pick every Southeastern Conference football game against the line. And we started doing that last week, Adam. And which of us did that better? I'm trying to remember. I believe you did. You were 9-4. I... Right. I was 7-6. and six. Mm-hmm. I thought I did worse than that. I was happy to see I was over 500, but... Well, thank goodness for that Arkansas-Portland State game. Not that they were dominant, but but it was again there was no line, and and we kind of both went the, with the team that should have so won. St- we still get it correct though. Yeah, we're not quite down. Yeah, you know, I'm I've done this before uh, at a place I previously worked, and I found out like like no matter what, every year I could never get Kentucky right. So far, I'm thinking Tennessee's that team for us because if they can't win that game, you just pick against them every time. We'll find out. Yeah, I, 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 I'll have a comment on the Tennessee game when we get to it. We're, gonna, we're not going to start with it, though, are we? No. Okay. Well, we will pick Vanderbilt last because this is, after all, breaking down the doors of Vanderbilt-based uh, uh, centric uh, podcast. So we will uh, we will save that for last for the just to make you listen to all of our picks first. And we're going to start with uh, there are no Thursday games this year, Saturday. And it's the weirdest, most unusualest, and I can't figure out this line here. West Virginia is at Missouri. Missouri's a 14-point favorite, as if they didn't just go lose at Wyoming in week one. And West Virginia beat James Madison by seven, which was the line on that game. So they did exactly what was expected. And now Missouri's a two-touchdown pick. I actually stalled on this game a little bit because I think it could be trick. It it could be a funny game because I think it's going to be really high scoring. And when you get a high scoring game, the line can be kind of fidgety. Um, I'd pick West Virginia in this game. Neil Brown is there. I remember him back when he was a coach at Troy. Very good coach. Electric offense, the type of kind of energetic guy. I think they can turn around a team and. They were they were they weren't they weren't good week one. They'll be better week two. I think I, th- I pick West Virginia to cover. Yeah, I'm picking the coal miners there. The West Virginia will cover the the Missouri. I don't know if they'll beat Missouri, but I mean you don't go losing at Wyoming and then swaggering around like you're supposed to beat somebody by two touchdowns. <laughs> Sorry. Um, next up, we have Charleston Southern at South Carolina, and this is this is our favorite game of the week because there is no line. We just have to pick a winner. And I'm taking South Carolina, even though they did not really distinguish themselves in the first week. Yeah, Will Muschamp may be on the hot seat if they lose it. He will be on the hot seat if he loses. <laughs> he, the, the, he may be on it anyway. May be, there may be an empty seat at South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, losing to Mac Brown, uh, who he was once supposed to be the successor to, hmm. coaching waiting for at Texas. Oh, that's right. And Mac yeah. Brown at, at North Carolina will either be a great story or it'll be like, how did you lose to him? And I think it's the latter. Yeah, South Carolina wins that one. It's an easy pick. What's the next one? We've got a real interesting game where Texas A&M goes to Clemson. And Clemson is a 17-and-a-half point favorite at home. 
Death Valley. A&M's been to the other Death Valley a bunch. And, and these two have played a few times lately, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a familiarity. And I think 17 and a half is just too big a number. I'm going A&M, although I think Clemson wins. Yeah, A&M nearly won this game down there. Was that last year or yes. two years ago? One or the other, yeah. Yeah, and so I don't think they're – It was in, last year. They're not intimidated by Clemson at all because of that. I think Kellen Mond is really good, one of the better, more improved uh, – Clemson's got a better quarterback than they had when they played him before. True. Though. But I think A&M's coming together. I just don't see – I see too much pride in that program to get beat by that much. I've got A&M covering. Okay, you mentioned pride, and you might not know this, but I, I grew up a little closer to it. Southern Miss at Mississippi State, and Mississippi State's a 17-point pick. Southern Miss is kind of down there toward the coast. Mississippi State's a little higher up and, and over to the, the east um, near the Alabama line. But Southern Miss, like, thrives off this. Just please let us play Ole Miss. Please let us play Mississippi State because we think we're on par with them, and the other two are like, yeah, you're whatever, kid. And I think Mississippi State um, will probably win this game, but I'm taking Southern Miss in the points because you're talking about a bunch of guys who didn't get offered by Mississippi State or Ole Miss who have chips on their shoulder. Well, Southern Miss had that great run there for 15, 20 years. Really good with Jeff Bauer. Yes, and then and then they took a nosedive there for about two or three years, and then they've kind of come back up. Uh, it's a really good program, a lot of history to that program. That you know, if this line went a little higher, or I'm sorry, a little lower, I would take Mississippi State because I tend to think they're going to have a pretty good bounce back game. Very well could, but I, I just like Southern hanging in there enough. Uh, I, I'm I'm with you. It'll be the, the the spread is about what it should be. I've got Southern Miss covering. And you talk about coin flips. You got New Mexico State at Alabama, which is favored by 55. So you can flip a lot of coins till you get to 55. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an odd uh, – that's a tough line because while you know Alabama could cover this, I mean, if you know, put a gun to their head, they can cover this in the first half or – well, maybe not first half, by the end of the third quarter with the starters still in. But Nick Saban's probably not going to leave the starters in. And once he puts the backup in, backups in after a while, he's going to shut them down. And it's just going to be like handing off to – you know, third-string quarterback handing off to a running back who's – because this is one where you can get your – your guy you're going to redshirt in and he can play in four games and he's you're going to see him here yeah i mean that's just up to the head coach and you you know nick saban for a long time I, if this was steve spurrier back in the day half a hang a hundred on him that's right nick saban to me seems like i'm not going to beat him while they're down now, i'll i'll put him down by about 42 but then i'm going to lay off right that is that not basically the top i think that's yeah and it'll it'll get about like that and then it's just a matter you know, a lot of this covered line or not will come down to can New Mexico State actually score? Yeah. one touchdown, they probably cover. Right. Even if it's against the 14 defense with three seconds left, still cover. And if it's mid-fourth quarter and we're around this line, do they throw a pick six to Alabama? Right. That's kind of when, when Alabama has to score. Cause yeah. It, you know. Alabama's defense can score. Yeah, so we both have New Mexico State covering the 55 in this right. game. And in a similar game, we have Murray State, the racers, racing down to Georgia uh, where there is no line and there's no point talking about it any more than that. We both picked Georgia. So thanks for discussing that. Sure. Uh, but now then, a more interesting thing is we, we talked about Missouri losing to Wyoming and being a two-touchdown favorite. After Tennessee's opener, how can they be any kind of favorite over anybody? And here they are playing BYU, and they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite favorite at home 
Well, I I wrestled over this one, and my head says Tennessee will bounce back. But I, I'm swapping this. I'm going to take BYU because I, I don't trust myself on Tennessee picks anymore, after last week especially not. I have what I would call a pre-millennial Vols virus. That's what I'm going to call this, okay? <laughs> that is anybody that I'm, I'm 39 years old, anybody a little younger than me, thinks Tennessee is bad at football. Anybody my age or older thinks Tennessee is still good at football because they have the memories of the 90s, early 2000s, and mm-hmm. certainly before that. And so I th- there's there's this part of me that affects my picks on Tennessee where I still think maybe they're good and they're not. No, I mean, not not good, but I still think, well, just, you know, another week, another month, I think this is going to turn around. So I don't trust myself picking this game, so I'm going to pick BYU. And take the three and a half. And the other thing is if you grew up in a different part of the country and you're the same age, you might think or just a little older, you think BYU is good at football. Yes. But they haven't been a lot lately either. And and here's the thing. BYU lost to a much better team than Tennessee lost to. Uh, Utah is a top 20 team, maybe a top 10 team. And BYU and then Tennessee lost to Georgia State. And nobody even much knows what state Georgia State's in if they didn't give it away, and and couldn't tell you the city. Although I think I know, I think it's Atlanta. Well, let me let, spoiler. Let me say this too: BYU. I don't know how this team is, but BYU within college football circles is known as being dirty. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean I mean that as a compliment. You have a lot of twenty three, twenty four year old guys who will push the envelope, will go to the whistle, and a little more. And cut blocks, all those things. Yeah, kind of like Vandy baseball with all those guys who aren't on scholarship but are. (laughs) That's right. What you're saying? Whatever rule you can bend, you bend it. But BYU. Win if you can. That's right. Lose if you must, but always, always cheat. That's right. That's right. Coming from a guy that covered Alabama. (laughs) But BYU, if they play in that way and Tennessee quits as they did last week, then you get BYU pulling away with this one. Yeah, Smokey rolled over. Smokey rolled over. But you think Smokey rolls back this week? I do. I am picking Tennessee and giving the points. And then I'm probably never picking Tennessee again when they get beat by three touchdowns. Yeah, I'm doing what you're doing just a week early. Okay. Uh, Very interesting game. We have LSU giving five and a half on the road at Texas. And last we saw Texas, weren't they thumping? Who was that they thumped? Georgia? In the Sugar Bowl? Yes. The sugar. That's pretty darn good thumping. I don't think Georgia wanted to be there. No. I think LSU wants to be in this spot. Yeah. I mean, first off, I'll be I'll be interested to see how, the, see how the crowd is dispersed in this one. I think LSU is about a touchdown better than Texas. And even though this is at Texas, that's kind of where I see this game, about a touchdown better. They're a five-and-a-half point favorite, so I'm picking LSU to cover. I am, too. I, I think LSU is just a much better program. Texas is not back yet, folks. Uh, or two years removed or whatever from losing to Maryland two years in a row. So you look me look me up a couple of years from now, and we'll talk about it again. Uh, one, I won't even allow you. You're not allowed to speak here. You team Martin at Florida, and we both pick Florida. See, those games are really going to pad our record when we keep missing the line. That, that game right there makes up for my picking Tennessee and being wrong. So I'm counting on it. Uh, fairly interesting game. Tulane is at Auburn, which had probably the most awesome – the impressive in a lot of ways debut beating Oregon um, in its opener. 
Um, I've got Auburn on this one for the simple fact that Tulane did really well against FIU last week. Uh, that was my I picked FIU. You nailed it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, FIU was my pick last week. They lost Tulane one big. They ran for three hundred and something yards on FIU. That's how they move the ball. That's how they score. They won't run the ball like that against Auburn. Auburn did pretty well against Oregon's runs. I don't think Tulane's going to run it. So Auburn gets ahead early, pulls away. They won by more than 18, so I've got Auburn covering. Me too. I think that's just uh, that's an easy money pick for an SEC game to me because Tulane's just not the same. Eastern Michigan at Kentucky, which kind of uh, had a little bit of difficulty last week with Toledo, but finally kind of pulled away and uh, – Showed a lot of good signs, and that's why I'm taking the 14.5 points and taking Eastern Michigan on the road because Kentucky's the most inconsistent program in the history of inconsistent programs, especially when October gets here and basketball practice starts. They beat Toledo by 14. That's a MAC team, and so Kentucky has had their practice MAC game. Mm-hmm. Their second MAC team they'll play back to back. They'll win by more than 14. So I've, I've got Kentucky covering. Okay. Uh, we do have a league contest. A league contest alert. Arkansas at Ole Miss. Uh, uh, kind of the game only a mother could love, I think. Uh, six and a <laughs> half point favorites at home are the Rebels. And, boy, you know what? I just don't think Ole Miss is going to cover that. And I don't know if they're going to win at all. Arkansas has maybe got a little hope. That they, that they can turn things around. They're not going to really compete and contend in the West. But I think they got a little momentum, and I think they're going to beat these Rebels. For Ole Miss to, to win by six and a half, they have to score six and a half. That's so true. That's, so that's they they barely they didn't even gain two hundred yards against Memphis last week. So Arkansas, yeah, but they may win if they certainly cover. I've got Arkansas. Okay, and uh, we got two guys. We're going to pick our picks of the week before we reveal our, our Vanderbilt pick. These are just ones we went out of the SEC. You can stay in the SEC, might not have yet, and games we liked. And, and I liked – I saw um, the line originally just, just last night before we started recording on Tuesday. And, by the way, these lines come from Vegas Insiders Consensus Board where they look at a number of lines around Vegas – and embedding and kind of kind of put the middle of the median on it. So so it's about where the lines are, even if you see them differently. We're also recording on a Tuesday, so it's possible that they will change uh, before you hear them. So that brings me back to Southern Cal and, and Stanford were a pick em. And I like Stanford on the road at USC, and now they're giving me two and a half points. So I'd be crazy not to take it. So the Cardinal, singular, beats Southern Cal – and uh, that's a, if they don't beat them, they'll stay within two and a half. I'll preface my pick of the week by saying I have zero confidence in this pick, but mm-hmm. I, I looked up and down the board and I couldn't find anyone that I liked. I'm going to go back to my Sunbelt coverage roots and pick Sunbelt School. Louisiana Monroe uh, is getting 21 points at Florida State. I'm going to take Louisiana Monroe. And this is the reason, well, two reasons. Number one, Florida State didn't look good. Last week they're inconsistent. They, they lost to Boise State. And that was my pick, I, which I was right on. My premium pick was Boise State. That's and, right. And got five and a half, I think. Yeah. So My other reason, which is more important, is that Louisiana Monroe, a Louisiana Monroe player, allegedly spit in the face of a Grambling player last week. How dare they? And I feel like... If you're going to go into Tallahassee and win, you've got to have a player that will spit in the face of the opponent. Okay. I'm not endorsing that, but I'm saying if you've got money on the line, go with the guy that spits in the face of the opponent. So I'm taking Louisiana Monroe and the 21 points. 
Well, you're not paying attention, or you would have known from our sister paper in Tallahassee that the coach of the Florida State Seminoles says that they probably weren't properly hydrated for that game. <laughs> Willie Taggart. Willie said Taggart that. Okay. says he's not sure his his team. Now, I can understand Boise State not understanding the humidity and not being. If you hire, if you're coaching in Tallahassee, give them some water. Yeah. And I think this week they get that water. And I don't know if they cover the line. I think they're going to be a much more hydrated team. Well, and I'm thinking now that I didn't even think about Willie Taggart. That's an equalizing factor because UL Monroe's coach, uh, Matt v- Viator, v- I-, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. He's in the Sun Belt. Willie Taggart was in the Sun Belt at Western Kentucky. Fun so, Belt. That's right. So you can say, hey, it's just a Sun Belt coach over there. We can beat them. Okay. Well, we'll come now to our final pick. Vanderbilt visits Purdue in West Lafayette, or is it East Lafayette? Is it East West Lafayette? West, West Lafayette, Indiana, and uh, Purdue's a seven and a half point pick. Vandy covers, Vandy wins. I think my pick on the other podcast was 34 31. It was. It was. Uh, it's very similar to my pick, which is Vandy covers. Vandy wins 31 to 30. So very similar how we see this game. My secondary pick is 28-24. I like to do two picks. Okay. <laughs> I don't really have a fallback position on this one. Um, well, we saw Vandy kick a field goal last week, a couple of them. Uh, so so my, fall, my, my fallback is 9 to 7. Okay. Vanderbilt. If it just goes completely opposite of what I think, I still think Vandy wins. I think Vandy wants to play one type of game. Purdue wants to play another type of game. I think you'll see the tempo go back and forth, but ultimately in the fourth quarter, Vandy will bear down and get the type of game that they want, which is running the ball, getting stops, and that's what will win out. Okay, well, there you have it. Those are our picks for week two in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, this is Tommy Dees from Adam Sparks. Uh, this is Breaking Down the Doors. Our weekly SEC picks against the point spread edition. We'll be doing it all year and keeping score for you at home so you can know how bad we are. You can download or subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcast. And you can also subscribe to the Tennessean.com and follow all of our Vanderbilt coverage.